0: Praise God! Praise God! Well, tonight is a special night, and we don't want to take a lot of time to uh, with preliminaries. We're so excited uh, to have these two young men of God, and I want to tell you, there's just something to be said about a young man that establishes some disciplines. And some priorities and allows God to be God. Um, there's a lot of factors that play into creating that type of an environment where those things can those things can happen. Um, but nonetheless, I'm excited that we have younger men in this church that really are living for God and they really are anointed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Georgie Rodriguez was not only a champion Bible quizzer, and that takes a certain amount of consecration and dedication all on its own, but um, I just detected a little something different about him with the very first devotional uh, that he presented on our podcast. YouTube channel, our morning devotionals, and I just, I could just really sense that God's hand was on this young man, and so we want to give him a cornerstone welcome. Let's put our hands together, Brother Georgie Rodriguez. Let's
1: give that to God today. To be asked to stand behind this pulpit and speak what I believe God has put on my heart to the rest of you. It's, can't explain it. It's, it's awesome. Thank you, Pastor, for asking me. I, I really, I do not take it lightly. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, Book of Exodus, chapter number three, verse number 11. While you're turning there, uh, I'd like to thank, of course, Pastor Mayo, Sister Mayo. You guys are amazing people. Just absolute gems. I'd also like to honor Brother Logan Sargent, my youth pastor, Sister Carissa Sargent, his wife, doing an amazing job with the youth. Great people. Of course, my parents. Needless to say, I wouldn't be here without them. (laughs) And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And then uh, skipping over to chapter 4, verse 1, it says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say that the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And then skip again down to verse 10. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. So I... (laughs) I'd like to talk to us a little bit tonight on the thought of no excuses. You may may be seated. Excuses are something that we're all familiar with. We've all used them. Seems here Moses was a master at that. God had just spoken to him and told him that he wanted him to go down to Egypt And bring out his people because he had seen their affliction, heard their cries, and wanted to deliver them. And Moses responds by saying, who am I? Why me? I'm a nobody. How can I go down to Egypt and talk to Pharaoh who, for all he knows, probably still wants him dead. Since the last time he was in Egypt, he was wanted for murder. So there was probably some fear that if he did this thing that God was asking him, he could die. That coupled together with the fact that even if he doesn't die, he'll still have to lead an entire nation out of Egypt. So that probably made him less than thrilled to be hearing from God at that moment. So he voices all his opinions to God, and God tells him, don't worry, I'll be with you. Moses says, okay. But what if if when I come to them and tell them that you've sent me, what if I ask them what your name is? What do I tell them? God gave him an answer. He said, Tell them I am that I am. Tell them I am, has sent me to you. And on top of all that, he instructs him on what to say, who to talk to, and how to present himself to Pharaoh. And promised him that he would raise up the Israelites in the process of tearing down the Egyptians. Any sane person would have probably accepted that and stopped talking. Moses was determined not to go down to Egypt, and despite all of God's assurances, was still not convinced and asked, what if they don't believe me, or what if they don't listen to me? What then? So God answered him, giving him not one, not two, but three different signs to show to them should they not believe or listen. But still, it's not enough for Moses, who comes up with yet another reason he shouldn't go, saying that he's... He's not eloquent. He's slow of speech. He's, he's not good at, at speaking, especially in public. And I found it slightly amusing that he decided to use this excuse that he's not good at speaking while he's talking to a guy that he can't see through a bush that's not burning up. <laughs> I found it slightly amusing. But God knocks down this excuse as easily as the rest when he said, Who made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what you should say. Essentially saying, I know about your speech. I made your mouth. I made you. Go do what I told you to do, and I'll be with you and tell you what to say. God's really good at singing through excuses, isn't he? (laughs) So, as I was preparing to speak tonight and as I was seeking God in prayer, he, he really began to open my eyes to all the excuses that I've made in my walk personally because just a disclaimer, I'm speaking to me more than anyone else at this moment. All these observations, all this is stuff that I've noticed in my walk. And since I'm human, I'm assuming others probably have had similar stuff happen to them. So two most notable excuses, especially recently, are I'm too young and I'm not ready. This came to the forefront when Pastor told me he wanted me to preach since, I don't know how many of you know this, but I'm only 15. So it was only a couple years ago that I got serious about living for God. I'm still young, still not ready. But even as God showed me those, he began to show me all the, all the smaller excuses in my, just my day-to-day life, things like, I don't feel like praying right now, or maybe maybe I'll fast tomorrow, or maybe maybe I'll read a little later because it's it's a struggle sometimes. so I, I began to I began to show this to me, and I began to to think about it and try to figure out what my motives were and what was driving me to make these excuses in the first place. so I, I, I did this, and I found that most of the time. It was convenience that motivated me to put off things such as praying, fasting, reading. Because, let's face it, it's a lot more convenient to fast on a day you don't have to think about it than to fast on a day where you're at home with a bunch of food all day. (laughs) It's a lot easier to pray sometime during the day than first thing in the morning. It's a lot easier to witness to someone when nobody else is around you to hear your chitter chat. (laughs) But when it comes to calling or a burden that God has placed on you, even, even convenience itself is an excuse. Most often, we shirk away from, from God's calling or, or the burden he's placed on us because we feel disqualified or insecure. Since, <sighs> we think that since I'm not a great speaker, I can't speak at all. Maybe once I, get, once I reach a certain level, once I'm good enough, then I can speak. Or, or maybe, maybe I'm not that good with kids, so maybe after I have a few kids of my own, then I can join kids ministry or, or whatever it may be. We, we usually forget that God likes to work through our weaknesses, especially me because I've forgotten this many times. Because he knows that if he were to go through our strengths, We'd get puffed up with pride pretty easily. We'd forget that he brought us up and that he's using it and he's doing it. So if, if this is you and you felt disqualified, maybe God has called you to somewhere and you really don't want to do it. You don't want to go. You, just, you don't want to. You don't feel like it's good for you personally, but you do feel like God has called you to it. I'm going to read to you a list of people Probably felt the same way. Moses, of course, who had a speech impediment. Gideon, who was afraid, and as he said, the least of the least. Rahab, who was a prostitute. Jonah, who ran away from God. Jeremiah, who was a youth. To 12 apostles, who were unlearned fishermen. And even Paul, who was a persecutor. It's a small list, but nonetheless makes the point. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask all, all of us, all of you, me, a question. What is your excuse? What's the excuse you've made that we've made? What's our excuse for not worshiping on a Tuesday night the same as we would on a Sunday? What's our excuse for missing Wednesday night prayer or Saturday outreach when we really have nothing else to do? What's our excuse for not giving everything that we have to give? And I I understand that sometimes things do come up. Sometimes circumstances don't allow us to do all that we would like to do or could do. But right now I'm talking to those times when we make excuses, even though we know. If we really wanted, say, to go to Wednesday night prayer, we could go. We don't have to stay at home. But a lot of times we make the excuses and we don't really want to because our flesh doesn't want to. And we give into that. Theodore Roosevelt once said, nothing in the world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort, pain, and difficulty. This really went hand in hand with a thought that I've been having for a little bit now. It, it says, uh, if it doesn't cost me anything, then what is it worth? We, we have Christians have a habit of, or at least me, I'm speaking of me, this is something I noticed, but we have a habit of putting off sacrifice until it's convenient. Say maybe, maybe I'll, I'll push a little harder next service or, or I'll, I'll, I'll really fast when I don't really have to do anything. When it's just something that is being done. And we just put it off, put it off, put it off, whatever it may be. And I feel like the main, the main reason for this, especially for me as a young person, is we live in the false assumption that we have more time. James chapter 4 verse 13 says, Go to now, or come now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. And I feel like what we really need to do, especially especially in this, in this time and these last days, is to live every day like it's our last. We, we, need, to, we need to pray and, and reach and push every day like we don't have another tomorrow. Because if we were to do that, imagine all the people we miss daily at the grocery store, gas station, Walmart, whatever. (laughs) The people in our schools. We miss so many opportunities in favor of, I'll talk to them tomorrow. I'll see them next week. When really, we're not promised tomorrow. We don't know that we could go home and die in our sleep. We could be in an accident and gone just like that. We do not have that much time here. And that's something that we have really taken for granted, I feel like. But when God calls you, and I'm I'm almost done, but when God calls you and places something on you, what will your response be? Will you be like Moses and make up excuses and say, who am I? Or will you be like Isaiah and say, here am I? Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 says, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. God wasn't even talking to Isaiah. He didn't say, and the Lord said unto me, will you go or will I send you? He said, the Lord said, who will I go? As if he was standing right here looking at everybody saying, Will you go? Will you go? Will anybody go waiting for someone to say, I'll do it. I'll go. So let's, let's make that response every day when we wake up. I'll do what you need me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll speak who you want me to speak to. I'll do whatever it is you need me to do. If we were to do that, I don't even know what would happen. I'm done. That's it.